0: Hey guys, welcome to True No's Talk, Jeff here. I don't know if y'all have heard of Anchor, but it's ran by Spotify now. And it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one app or on your desktop. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and computer. And really, I mean, when hosting on Anchor, you you I mean you can distribute your podcast on many platforms. Spotify, Apple. I mean, there's just tons of them, more than I have time to really explain. But the best part about it, really, everything you need in one place, and it's free. So, guys, go to your app store, download the Anchor FM app, or go online and just put it on your desktop if you got a laptop. Now, I know Chip and Hunter, just like I am, we're ready to kick this thing off. So, y'all can give us the countdown, and we'll see y'all when the show starts.
1: talked about moments your moment your time 60 minutes focus 60 minutes intense violent execution every rep
0: everything that you have
2: look at that
0: that old jersey and it's intercepted Woo! picked off in the 10. touchdown for on the state
1: till whatever entails
0: it takes. Oh, oh. it's never easy
1: Tonight, you show this country what all state football is all about. Where Feely could be gone. Great speed. Touchdown for him. Touchdown
0: up in field. Let's 5-1-3. 1-2-3. Shoot us. What's up, True Nose Talk fan base. We are back better than ever a lot of things have happened since last time we talked or last time the podcast was even aired but uh we brought in two new uh co-hosts with me i'd like for them to introduce themselves right now we have uh hunter Richmond, who's a close friend of mine hunter why don't you go ahead and let the uh audience know a little bit about you
2: hey what's up everyone it's hunter here um you know i've been following the noles since 2013 that's when i went to my first game i actually went to the uh excuse me to the Miami game, which was sold out, absolutely electric environment. And, of course, the Noles pulled out the win ever since then I've been hooked. How about you, Donald?
1: Well, I have been a Noles fan since around 1988. Um, and I'm going to tell you something. I bleed garnet and gold. If it's about Florida State, I want to know it and talk about it. And uh, as far as that goes, I'm ready for this show to get started and tell y'all everything that y'all want to know. So, let's roll. Go,
0: Noles. Well I- that's great, guys. You know, we're going to hit on a bunch of topics. Not really a bunch, but a few topics today. You know, we're going to really hit softball, bleed into baseball, and really then transition what everybody really listens to these podcasts for, and that, that's the football. So, um, right now, I know, you know, we're recording this on, on Wednesday, and tonight the softball team has a pretty big matchup tonight with the number four-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh We've all seen the the softball girls and know a little bit about them, but you know Hunter kind of he he watches them quite a bit. So Hunter, I mean, what's the outlook on your side look like against Bama tonight?
2: Yeah, of course, Jeff. You know, I'm I'm, I'm really excited about this game. Um, a lot of people know that I'm a season ticket holder, proud season ticket holder at that, and I'm there every chance I get, watching every game, rooting on the girls. You know, I've been thinking a lot today about this game, and I'm excited. Um, you know. It doesn't matter who you listen to, FSU is always the underdog, no matter if they're the number two team in the nation or the number 25 team in the nation to run ranked. We're always the underdog. But this year is different. You know, this year we have freshman Michaela Edenfield. You know, she's leading the team with eight home runs on the season <clears throat> and they actually renamed our parking lot, quote, unquote, Area 51. The reason for that is Michaela's jersey number is 51, and she's always hitting dingers into the parking lot. <clears throat> excuse me uh, you know like I told Jeff a while back I was at a game with a friend and I said about eight rows up and Michaela came up to bat and, you know she's doing really well that day and I, I decided to pipe in I you know I hollered down I said hey Michaela, if you hit my car in the parking lot I'm not going to be mad hey, I got a little smirk from her and that was a good thing but you know moving on from that this year's team is not scrappy like years past I mean we have flat out power any one of them girls can come up, and they can change the score of the game with a swing of a bat. And we have an excellent pitching room this year. You know, we have, we have starters coming back like Kat Sandercock and Danielle Watson who have been there from the get-go. They've been to the World Series. They've played, and they know the expectation of being a Florida State Seminole. But we also have transfer players. You know, we have Mack Leonard. She's, she was initially supposed to come here as a pitcher, but due to injury, she's actually had to take over first base and she's our number two hitter in the lineup with a lot of power. But occasionally they bring her in sort of in a closing role, and she's been doing really well with that. Excuse me. You know, we've had several close games this year, but I like that. And the reason I like that is when you go to the World Series, you go to regionals, you go to supers, it doesn't matter who you play. Everyone's bringing their A game, and it's going to be a phenomenal ball game. It's going to be a close ball game. So rather than blowing out every team, every game early in the season, I'd rather play in these close games you know, to have the mental preparation moving forward uh, to be able to play in those environments and hopefully, fingers crossed, make it to the World Series and bring home another championship. Donna, what you think about it? I, you know, I, I
1: agree with everything that you just said. You know, I, I, I just love the fact that this year, it, it just goes back to, you know, you, you talk about our national championship team. We had a few girls that could slap it over that fence, but not all of them, but this year, like you said, we got so much power on that team. It don't matter. We can slap it to area fifty-one every single time somebody comes up. So I think that that is a, a big improvement from our teams from you know from the years past. And also, you know, let's talk about the pitching. You know, you, you hit the nail on the head. We got we got our two girls that are awesome, but we also have other people that are stepping in in other roles. And um, you know, I'm gonna say it again, and I'll keep saying it. Watch out.
0: We're coming for that national championship. We coming right. for it. Yeah, um, that's that's a good point. And, uh, just some side notes on that. I mean, Danielle Watson and Sandercock, that gives a one of the most dominant one-two punches in uh women's softball this year. And uh, in um through just the first five weeks of the season, Sandercock is eleven and oh and has a ERA of 0.89. She's just allowed um, ten runs in seventy point two innings of work so far this year. That's so impressive.
2: That yes, that is. right
0: there is impressive. She came in over the weekend against Georgia Tech in relief and tossed a career high ten strikeouts in five innings. So I mean, yeah. with her, and then you couple in Danielle Watson, who's her ERA this as of right now is one point two eight with seventy strikeouts in sixty innings of work. That's going to be tough to beat. And in my eyes, really, this team right here would just kill and dominate the Knowles team that won the national championship years back. Just with the 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 power and the pitching staff, this team right here is going to be a force to reckon with. But um, just moving on from that, that, you know, like I said, we're recording this on Wednesday, so it can be ready. Tonight, the boys actually play. Bethune-Cookman in Tallahassee um the baseball team has been doing pretty good as of late uh Donald what's your what's your look at on the uh on the boys baseball
1: well you know tonight I don't think we'll have any trouble with uh Bethune-Cookman um should be just a little walk in the park you know I don't think there'll be much to him but uh the game what I like about these particular games, when we play these kind of teams, it gives everybody an opportunity to play to get ready for those big games, you know, like Florida and, and all those big teams. So uh and again, you know, like I said, about that about the baseball team, you know, that they're strong too. I mean, everybody can can play. So, you know, with that being said, I think softball and baseball, you I think we're going somewhere, y'all. I mean, I, I you know all the Noel fans need to be ready. Get 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 your gear ready. And um,
0: let's roll with this. Hunter, what's your outlook on it?
2: I, I like the baseball team, Jeff. I, I really do. You know, we have one of the top ten pitching staffs in the country. And, you know, <clears throat> Coach Martin, he's been there. He's been there with his daddy. He's been there in the big moments. He's been to Omaha. So he knows, he knows the expectations of Florida State. And he knows that we have an unconquered spirit to us. And it, if you can't stand up to that, I mean, it may not be the place for you, but I like where we're at. You know, Parson Massey—he's absolutely killing this year. You know, it's—we there's there's a couple little things that need to be fine-tuned, but once they get there, we will be an absolute force to be reckoned with. Yeah,
0: I, I agree with everything y'all said. I mean, the boys sit this year right now at ten and five. They're two and one in conference. I mean, at home we're almost unbeatable at eight and two. Now away, it's we've we've lost three games away, but really like i like donald said you know tonight i don't see i don't see a lot of uh challenge tonight maybe this one's gonna be a little bit of a learning experience but Thune cookman the overall record's five and ten so i mean and then they're more than likely going to be going up against you know probably carson montgomery he was supposed to start last night against florida but because of weather that one got scratched but like you said uh hunter about messick messick's i mean he's he's a beast he is a beast you know and this past friday when uh the knolls played the demon deacons up there uh he still struck out 11 batters you know that's his most in a road game for his whole career so far you know so and then and then we, we got two more lefties on the staff that's gonna be real hard to uh it's really going to be really hard to beat in postseason in the regional and the sub-regional and in Omaha. So I I think that that meat will do something that his father really struggled to do, and that's possibly bring home, you know, Florida State's national championship in the baseball program.
2: Yeah. You're definitely right, Jeff. Sorry to cut you off I want to add one more thing to it. You know, speaking on Parker Messick, not only is he a force to be reckoned with on the mound – but whenever he's, you know, in the dugout, he's on the side, He, you know, he's getting everyone hyped up. He's, he's keeping their heads in the game. He's keeping the crowd in the game. And he's doing everything that he can to keep the momentum on our side. Because the way I see it, he went out there, he did his job, but his job is not just pitching. His job is to come back and make sure everyone's heads in the game so we can get that
0: W. Yeah. That's right. Um, but, I mean, moving on from that, you know, baseball and all that, you know, the girls, they're in the NCAA. Tournament. We'll touch that on probably next week. Or, but uh, really, I mean, what everybody's here for is the the football news and how we we think the football is going to be. But um, really, before we dive into that, I sent a thing to to Donald and Hunter today about uh, Mackenzie Milton about an NIL platform called I want to say it's Warpath eight five zero. And um it's actually uh co-founded by Dreamfield Sports with a with actually former Miami quarterback Dearrett King is with McKenzie doing it. Yeah. And I looked at it today and it's kind of a it's a fan engagement program is really what it is. It helps compensate the athletes. It's just simple as that. And um you got different levels of ten dollar twenty five fifty two hundred dollars a monthly, and all that does is unlock different um like different accesses and to the fans like today and it was like meet and greets um behind the access like behind the scene access stuff um practice stuff like you can get and watch you know you play it you pay it and you get to go watch the the practices some of the practice and workout stuff and some of the meet and greets and some um i want to say i I think it looked at it it was like some merchandise but um mckenzie milton you know didn't really have the the season that everybody had wished he would have had you know coming back from the injury but um hunter what was your outlook on uh, mckenzie this past year
2: Man, I tell you what, there's a lot that could be said about McKenzie, but the thing that stood up to me the most was how he was a team player first. You know, I really feel like he knew coming in that he wasn't going to be the quarterback one and that he understood that he would see some playing time, and that was his role. You know, during the Notre Dame game, he stepped up in the fourth quarter and demonstrated a true comeback story. He had. All eyes on him. Primetime game, the whole nation watching. You know, this Just the backstory of this injury. He wasn't supposed to walk again. And just to see him come out and throw that dime, that first plate, and I was there for that, that was just incredible. I mean, he came into the game, we were down, but the whole place was electric. It was like the tides had turned. It was just, it, it was surreal to, you know, to be there. And, you know, you, you look at something as simple as a UMass game where, you know, he didn't want to go in, but he rather want to let the younger players get some reps you know, and to me that showed that he wasn't selfish and he understood the bigger picture, honestly. Um, you know, and I follow both he and Jay Travel on Twitter. And, you know, they're always on there both praising each other. And it makes you really wonder what was going on behind the scenes. Um, McKenzie was honestly a guy who really made the quarterback room that much better this past season. I really hope one day to see him as a grad assistant or a coach in our sideline. Yeah.
0: Donna, what was your outlook on old McKenzie Milton?
1: Yeah, you know, I I agree with what you said. He 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 come, you know, trying. He wanted to uh to do more, uh, you know, but he he just couldn't. He just was not. He was not the same quarterback that he used to be. I mean, he he just wasn't. So um, he turned in more of a as a friend and a coach to draft, you know, to Travis and other players on the team. A lot of the guys looked up to him because he has experience. He's been in those same situations that we were in. He was a winner. He's just an awesome guy all around. And I agree with you. I I wish he would come back, you know, and, and be on the staff, you know, help him because he was a big inspiration to a lot of those guys. Like you said, he's never supposed to walk again. And he's out there in the Notre Dame game coming and tying it up. So, you know what? I give him all the praise in the world. He's a great guy, a great leader, and he's a great friend.
0: Yeah. I I agree with you. I I I think really him coming in that kind of put the pressure on uh Jordan Travis to really step up his game and really I th- honestly in just my my opinion on that I think that that made Jordan Travis earn it more and um I just I think that you know I think McKenzie Milton really lost the quarterback one spot at times because He'd have a good practice here and there, but then he wouldn't the next one. But the way the season turned out, I mean, you got to go with the hot hand, and that was Travis, you know, all year. And I think I believe if me personally, I believe if he was healthy in every game, we'd went bowling this past year. Oh yeah, with Jordan Travis. But um, I mean, moving on. I mean, I mean, the season's here. You know, the boys are out right now for spring break. I mean, but spring practice has began. I mean, Donald. I mean, what 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 are you most looking forward to for the for the next season? What's what's something that you're really uh, well looking at? I'm looking.
1: I'm really wanting to see how much of an impact a lot of these guys coming in, the new guys coming in, are going to have on the team. Um, you know, we got a ton of receivers that are there, and I'm going to touch on a point right here. Our guys that we got now, you know, like Keyshawn and other guys that are already there, I'm going to go back to what you just said. They got to play and practice harder because of all these new guys that are already, you know, they already played somewhere. They know what to do and how to do it. So, I, in my heart, I really think that all of our transfers and all of our people coming in, our recruits, are going to make our returning starters better. Because they don't have a choice. If you don't play better than what you did last year, then you will be replaced. Because we got somebody right here that can do it. But touching on that too, that's where you go is, you know, we they're a team. It's not just about I. You know, everybody's kind of for everybody down there. And they want to be winners. They don't want to lose all them games. They hate it. So with that being said, I just think that the best thing that we can do this year is come out, play solid football, don't have any stupid penalties, and just show the world that we're back. I mean, in my heart, we were back last year. We just had some crazy stuff to happen. and But, you know, like you said, Hunter, that Notre Dame game, you couldn't – I mean, it it just about make you deaf in there. It was so loud. And, uh, you know, the Miami game also was like that. But – I want the dope to be packed every game. You know, we just got to get back to where we was, and I think this year we're going to surprise a lot of people.
0: So, what's your outlook on it, Hunter? What, what's, what are you most intrigued about?
2: Well, I'm, you know, me personally, I'm looking for growth, and, you know, I want people to continue to buy into the process. Like Donald said, you know, we have transfer players coming in. You know, the media, they, they kind of ragged Coach Norvell about – Why is he not, you know, going after these high school recruits that are, you know, wide receivers? But in the grand scheme, he knew what he needed and he knew what he was, you know, had available for him on the um, in the transfer market. So, you know, he went out and, you know, got people like Micah Pittman and uh, the Winston Wright. You know, I know you all heard about the injury to him. Hopefully everything goes well with that because I'd love to see him play this year. But Norvell knew what was going on in the transfer portal. But the biggest thing to me, like Donald said, is playing 60 minutes of fundamental football. If you do that, the wins will follow. We have to get rid of the I mentality and play as a team. And, you know, a lot of these kids, they've, they've been here for a couple of years. You know, they, they, they're still learning how to win again. And, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I think Coach Norvell's got him in the right place. And like Donald said, either step up or step out of the way. We got depth now. It's, it's best man up.
0: Yeah. I agree with that, and I and that's the thing. And you know, the I've always spoke on, and you know, we we're building Florida State back with the transfer portal, really, in my eyes, because it's getting the ones that really want to be here. They're going to be here. I mean, those those players are wanting to come to Florida State, and that speaks volumes for Norvell because he's the one out there, and his coaching staff are out there talking to these boys once they hit the portal to get them here. And, I mean, I've always – anybody who's ever talked to me about the transfer portal, I'm have not i not a big fan of it because it's hit and miss. I mean, I remember back when Everett Golston came from Notre Dame. I mean, he lost a job to, to smack Sean McGuire, you know, midway through the season. You know, and there really wasn't like – other than just a handful here re- recently – that's actually panned out for us, you know. Yeah. So I've never been really been sold on the transfer portal. You know, if you look at the transfers that's came in in the past five years, you got Jordan Travis and um, JJ.
2: About, yeah, because don't forget about JJ.
0: You got JJ, and then then you got um Robinson this past year. Really, that's been about and Kier Thomas. I ain't gonna forget about Kier you know, that's really kind of panned out for us. I mean, yeah, we got rid of a bunch of waste through the transfer portal, you know, the ones that didn't want to be here. But I really wasn't too sold on that. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to, you know, this year, you know, Trey Benson from Oregon. I mean, he only played like really one year, but he was like – he was a breakout. And if he can stay healthy, they've already said that, you know, I I was – reading the thing today that he is going to be a kick returner and a punt returner more than likely. He's got the frame to be a power five running back. And with him and Treshawn Ward and you got Williams who transferred from Auburn last year. And then you got the uh, CJ Campbell that came out of Bay County high school. That was a walk on. I think the running back room is really going to be one of the better spots that we have along with the receivers.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that totally right there. I agree with that. Um, you know, touching on that right there, like you said, Trayson Ward, I think he'll be the number one guy in that backfield. I mean, he he deserves it. Last year, he, you know, he he done good. He he when he got in, he made big plays. And um, you know, I think that's what that's what coach wants. And then, you know, that this I'm thinking about that, it's gonna be very good this year. It's gonna be uh, Keyshawn Helton. You know he was he was good last year, and like I said, and like y'all said, you got all these other guys behind you watching you. Don't slip up because you can get replaced. You know what I mean. So yeah, you know let's let's not you know let's don't forget that. Like you said, we got depth now. Yeah, and um, we got a ton of returning starters on the defense. I mean, just there's so there's just just about everybody's coming back. So. You know, we we got some replacements, but those replacements have played other places. So they know how to play. But yeah. we got to get them to know how to play Florida State football. Don't play where you come from. Play no football. That's what we are wanting.
2: Belonging to a tribe requires commitment, responsibility, intensity, passion, and loyalty our tribe is our family our tribe is florida state
0: i mean hunter i mean you know a little bit about the boosters i mean you you've been a booster so if you'd like to tell the audience you know what the what the prices are on the boosters and what they can expect a little bit out of them go ahead the floor is yours
2: yeah sure absolutely you know um we're actual season ticket holders. So, you know, you, you pay the price of the ticket and then the booster dues, I want to say, are like a hundred bucks a seat. But there, there's other booster levels available, too. Um, and if you go to boosters.fsu.edu, you'll get a breakdown. on. It. I mean, there's plans everywhere from $25 a year all the way up to $25,000 a year. So I sh- I'm sure if you go on there, you know, you can find the plan that's right for you. And you know, just support your athletics. I mean, it's not just football, it's it's baseball, it's softball, it's hockey, it's volleyball, it's everything, basketball, you know, everyone's getting from the same pot. And you know, to get us back to where we need to be, we need to have the support behind us.
0: Yeah. Um Donald, I mean looking into this season, I mean, what 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 players do you think that uh they could step up. And we we going to throw a little twist on this one. They can't yeah. be transfers. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So, so I mean, I know everybody's going to look at, you know, like the Jared verse and all that this year. But, you know, we got to show some love to them boys that's actually, you know, signed on that dotted line on signing day and been a garnet and gold, you know, through the bloodline ever since. So, what are some players that's, that, you know, been here since day one that kind of stands out?
1: Well – I'm gonna bring up Jarvis Brownlee Jr. He's a he's a great player, and uh, you know, goes back to like you said about the boosters. Everybody needs to become a booster. Let's get it. That way we don't have to worry about anything. But now I'll get back to the subject. The um, he he's got a lot of potential. He's going to be a great player, and he will be a great player, but he has to get a little bit more. Spunk in him off the line but in other words he's gonna be great so i'm gonna go him so let's go to Trayshawn Ward. war he's gonna be our number one running back like i said earlier he's uh he's gonna share some time but i think the, the majority of the of the uh the passes and, and, and you know runs and everything out the backfield they're gonna to go to him he's got great hands he's an awesome player and uh, he's very fast. I don't know if y'all really paid attention on how much spunk he had coming up through the middle, but he's very, very fast in person. It's unreal. And then I'm going to bring up a, the punter. Um, Alec, help me out. Master Mono? Yeah, he, Master he, Mono. he is awesome. I mean, he's he's awesome. I mean, you know, he he averaged, if I, if I ain't mistaken, like close to 44 yards a punt. And unfortunately, we punted a lot. But he's very, very good, and um, we need that you know, to pin people back, you know, pin them back there on that one yard line. He can make it stop right on a dime. I've seen it a thousand times right there. And, uh, you know, he's going to be good, too. And, of course, you know, you got Jordan Travis coming. And I think with him being the number one man and he's coming in knowing he's the number one man, that's going to make all the difference in the world. He's not fighting for his job. That's his job. And he's going to have it until he, you know, until he just – can't if he gets hurt or something happens to him. So, uh, yeah. you know, that's my players that I'm, I'm going with on that right there.
0: Yeah. Well, what about you, Hunter? I mean, what are some players that were actually, you know, here since day one that kind of stand out to you?
2: Yeah, you, you know, you're right. You kind of put a twist on that because it's real easy to talk about players that are coming from the transfer portal. But, you know, I got to give a shout out to the defense. You know, last year they, they didn't quit. You know, you know, you got players like Kalen DeLoach, Jakeem Dent, I mean, Amari Gaynor, just to name a few, and it's just, you know, them, them boys, they didn't quit. You know, they, they were the ones making the plays, keeping us in the ball games. and I, I look for a lot of growth in the defense. I think that we're going to be a stout defense, and I can't wait to see it, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, um, I, I feel you on that one. And, you know, I, I was looking. I want to throw a couple out. There, there's one that really, you know, everybody's kind of waved the white flag on him and – I think it's a little too soon because this boy is – he's had a lot of injuries. And, yeah, I mean, he, he's gave up a lot of big passes and stuff like that. But coming out of high school, out of Madison County High School, Travis J. was one of the top players in the country. And, you know, in the last, in the four practices, he's kind of stepped up real good and got kind of got things back on track. But I think I in the punt return game and in the – Defensive side, I think Travis Jay could be really a force to be reckoned with this year. And then, I mean, you, you look at – which, I mean, you, you you speak of, you know, you got Deloach and you got Gaynor and all that. I mean, Gaynor, Gaynor really is, is a critical point and the, kind of the leader of the defense coming in this year. And I know he's got some help, you know, with Bethune coming in, helping him. But um, I'm going to say another one, and, and people may may kind of – turn their head sideways when I say this, but Tate Rodemacher. Yeah. We have yet, with George Travis as quarterback, to really have a solid number two. It's always been, you know, J-Trav's been kind of looking over his shoulder. You know, who's trying to take my job? You know, when J-Trav took over, you know, Blackman was still there, you know, and then last year we know the the, the everything with McKenzie, but Tate Rottenmaker, you know, he needs to show signs of growth, you know, in order to fend off A.J. Duffy to be that number two, though. And so far from everything I'm seeing in the spring is he's doing just that. He's got – he's going through his progressions real well. He's more confident each practice. He's not getting them looks like I think we all know he got from uh, Norvell during the spring game last year. Yeah. Um, But he's got the tools. I mean, he's got a cannon on his shoulder. I mean, he can sling the ball. But, I mean, I think that – I think Tate Rodemacher, you know, especially in games like Duquesne, Louisiana, um, Syracuse, I think that those will be the ones that really show his growth. And then there was another one. And this boy, you know, he was actually a signee from an FCS school. He, he came out of the FCS, but this is where he wanted to go. But he had to go, I think, he went down to the lower level first. But that's Bless Harris offensive tackle, and from everything I've seen and I've read, and this is going to probably surprise y'all, him and um, Verse, Jared Verse, go up against each other almost on a daily in practice, and it's a 50-50 game with them. Wow. I mean, Bless is controlling him, but that's not saying that, you know, Jared Verse is nothing they said Jared verse on, on a majority of his things against anybody else. And the other lineman Jared versus in the backfield before they can blink. Yeah. So, I'm excited about him. So that tells you right there, what bless Harris brings to that offensive line. And that's been a struggle since probably, I mean, I think we can say what,
2: 2016,
0: 15. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm going say, I'm right. going to say
0: 13 myself, but yeah. But, um, I mean, what about, you know, we're going to lead off. We're going to let, uh, Hunter lead this one off. What about the transfers? What transfers do you think, you know, could really come in and make a splash for us this year?
2: Well, you know, you've kind of hit on the big ones, but I'm looking forward to, like I said, you know, someone like a Micah Pittman or a Winston Wright just to bring more competition to that receiver room because that's, that's a position we have struggled at year in and year out. And it's not because the quarterback's not getting the ball to him. It's just, you know, it's drop balls. It's just things like that, you know. That's going to be a big thing for us, like you said, you know. uh, Bless Harris. Um, It's just there's there's a whole lot of talent coming in from the transfer portal. But let me ask you this, Jeff. What? Which player coming out of high school has you the most excited?
0: Has me the most excited? Yep. What? I hate – well – there's a bunch of them, really, and there really is. But really, one of the best ones coming out of – I mean, I'm going to give you two of them. I can't just give you give you one, and that's Chris Parsons because he's a quarterback out of uh, Tennessee. And if anybody's seen – yeah, I mean, everybody said on Twitter, oh, he took stuff off Florida State and made everybody's head spin around like the exorcist. But the boy is good. I mean, the boy – would be he, he reminds me of a bigger thicker build Lamar Jackson with his speed and his athleticism and then you couple that with the fact i mean the kid can throw i mean right now uh knowles twenty four seven has him as a four star but then another one I'm very like sold on and he's a legacy and that's Lamont green jr out of yep. miami edge rusher 6'5", 215. I mean, and we all know what his daddy did, yeah. and they say his dad. They say the boy's better than his daddy. So cool. I mean, with him saying that, and and his nickname's Boots. So, you know, like I, like I coined the phrase the other day. I put it on a little thing on the on the True Knowles Talk webpage, You know, it, it, it's it's going to be boots to asses when he yep. gets there because, and that's the mentality he needs. But those are really the two that I'm really sold on. But speaking on the ones in high school, I don't know if y'all seen it over the weekend. There was a player that was supposed to have went to Louis or Louis or LSU actually, and was supposed to have went to LSU. I want to say it was Saturday for his his visit, and it was a actually it was offensive line uh, target Joe Croker. I want to say, and I think you know he skipped his his visit to stay an extra day or two in Tallahassee. I want to just say that the one. Go ahead. Let me,
2: say uh, let me say one thing about that. You know, just what you said shows what Coach Norvell is doing to the program. And I don't care who you are looking at this program. You know, people are headhunters, man. They're, they're wanting someone to come in and be the Nick Saban. They're wanting someone to come in and go undefeated. They're wanting them to run the gamut, win the national championship, and they don't understand that it takes a process. The day one stuff is get your players here. We, we've got them. So, now you look at what he's doing with the players coming in. Like you said, he's getting these boys to skip the visits to other places. You know, they're on Twitter. They're, they're talking about how much they love their visits at Florida State, and all the other players are seeing that. Everyone's buying into the process and understanding what's you know, really special going on here in Tallahassee. And I, I just can't wait. Sorry, I would interrupt you for that. I couldn't wait That's for okay. that one.
0: That's okay. Um, my thing is, you know, you got to let him build it. I mean, it's going to be brick by brick. You've got to let Norvell build this thing. And that's something that people forget. I mean, it took Bobby Bowden almost really ten to fifteen years before that dynasty started. Yeah, I mean, it took him. I mean, you had you got to look at the ones that really started that. And one of the biggest recruits that Bobby Bowden had in his early stages as a coach was Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons, you know that kind of he kind of led the 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 catalyst of big recruits because Ron Simmons could have went to Georgia, Alabama. I mean, we know what his career was at Florida State. We know what his career was after, you know, he was WWE Hall of Famer, all this, all that. But then, that's what led to the Dion's coming and then, you know, the Charlie Wards and all that. And I believe and, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and talk bad about it. You know, Jimbo left us in a bad spot. And we all know that, but you know, in the Willie Taggart era, you know, he come in, and, and, and I'm not going to badmouth Willie. He come in, and me personally, he with his simple, what was it, lethal, lethal simp- simplicity, lethal Do simp- something. Yeah, you know, he. I think he put too much pressure on himself, and he tried to be a friend to the players. And as a coach myself, it there's a time and a place to be friendly. You know, kinda you've got to have that older brother mentality at times. But there's also a time where you've got to be the head coach. And I, agree. I just, you know, and I think Norvell when he stepped on campus that he 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 was the head coach and they knew that. And I think that's what's helping build this program because you look at it, we was what was we, Norvell's first year? Three and six?
1: Something like that. That wasn't, and, you know.
0: Yeah, that was I don't even. Year. I
1: don't even count that
0: year. <laughs> and neither do I. I mean, me personally, this is year two and a half. Yeah. Because definitely. that year don't really count. But you take, he was three and six. And then last year, every game we lost, you know, with the exception, I believe it was Wake Forest, it was yeah. all one one possession games. Absolutely. You know, that shows the growth of that. and. I believe honestly, Norvell can get us there and he can sustain us there. And it, it's, just, I mean, it's going to take time, but I mean, I honestly, I think this, this season is going to be the turnaround season that brings Florida State back. And, you know, speaking back on that, that player earlier, that wasn't the one that that skipped LSU. I can't find his name right now in my notes, but this guy, the Joe Co- Croker, um, He's kind of friends with Chris Parson, but this dude is also he's six foot five, three hundred and twelve pounds. So that tells you right there, that's a big boy. Yeah. He is. And he's also, I mean, he said right now that Florida State is as of right now, you know, they're they're one of the, the best schools or, you know, he's enjoying it when he come, and he's being pursued by Georgia and Michigan State right now. So, I mean, that says, you know, if he's if he's really looking at it, and of course with Atkins, it's going to be good. But, uh I I mean, there's a lot of good things. But, I mean, Donald, I mean, what you think, you know, the fan base really kind of, and this is what I hate about other Facebook groups, and I ain't going to call them out, but it's like one bad game, and everybody calls for Norvell's job.
1: Yep. Yeah. I, listen, I don't know if y'all followed me before we all met, but Let me tell you something. Every time somebody said something about Coach Norvell, I was right there defending him, you know. And, um, but I did realize that, you know, talking about those people there that's that's doing that, they don't, they don't understand that it takes time. You know, they just want him to come in and boom, have a team right when he walks in. Well, he don't. He did not have that. He's got this team now, in my opinion, and in y'all's opinion this team right here is going to be one that's going to surprise a lot of people this year. And, um, you know, as far as about being friends and a coach. Yeah. he He's, he's both, but if you pay attention to him on the sideline, he'll get in their face. He, he don't let them. If you mess up, well, you know, you brought up Tate, look what he did to Tate at the spring game. Yeah. That's going to do nothing but make them better because They know that he loves them, and and they love him. And if you got that kind of trust in your coach and you got that kind of trust in your players, it's all going to fall in together, and then we're going to be back to being the true Florida State Seminoles that everybody knows.
2: Absolutely. I don't know about you all, but uh, I've, I've watched some of Coach Norvell's speeches on Twitter or Facebook, and I'll be honest with you, after watching those, if there's a brick wall in front of me, I'd run through it for that man. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that that's true, and and we're going to talk on on this topic on a different podcast. But it ain't just Norvell. I mean, we're going to give a big shout out to to a big man that's been a big part of Florida State, and you know, and for many many years. And he's now being inducted into, I believe, it's the Polk County um, Hall of Fame, and that and that's and that's Odell.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I believe – I can't remember which game it was. I want to think it was the Alabama State game, but don't quote me on that. It was right after release Willie Tiger. You know, dismal year. Attendance was low. No one was doing anything but just, just kicking dirt in our face. But that that next game, after Coach Tiger was Tiger. let go and, and Odell was named mm-hmm. the interim head coach, I was there. The stadium was full. He walked on the field. Everyone stood up for that man. That's the, that, that shows the kind of respect that that man, you know, commands, and everything he's done for this program to, you know, get that respect as well. You know, I can't think of a better, better man to get that accolade in Polk County. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I Hundred percent. He is. He is a great guy on the field and off the field, and he is a lot of the reason why we are getting these good recruits. You know, they, he is. They love him. Everybody around him. Loves him. He is awesome. He is a true Florida State Seminole. That's one thing that will never be taken away from him. He is a true Florida State Seminole.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, guys, I mean we we've hit on a bunch of topics. So, I mean, we're gonna hit in on our final thoughts right now. I mean, Hunter, you want to give us your final thoughts on the on the show and what the fans can look forward to, and then we'll we'll close it up.
2: Absolutely. And one thing, if if you're looking for a program that's going to come in after we lose a game and bash players and talk about what they did, this isn't the right show. You might as well go on somewhere. We can look after a game and say, well, you know, we did this well, but we could improve here. But we're not going to call people out. And, you know, it's just one thing that uh, that I want everyone to ponder you know, until the next episode is why not us? And what I mean by that, why not us? I'm not saying that we're going to go out and we're going to win the national championship this season, but why can't we win our state and why can't we be in contention for the ACC?
0: That's correct. That's Don, Donald, what's your thoughts?
1: Well, as far as my thoughts on everything, y'all, I think everything that we talk about is about the know. Not one time did we bash anybody. You know, that's not what this program is. Like you said, Hunter, I mean, we, we love the Florida State Seminole. Yeah, we see stuff that, in our opinion, you know, uh, what if I was the coach, I would have done this. You know what? It's not me to decide that, and I will never bash him. You know, he is he's the man. You either like him or don't watch him. And a true Florida State Seminole will be there every game, try to be there every game, you know, whatever, but – what I'm trying to say is if you're going to be a fan, be a fan in the bad times and definitely be a fan in the good times because I got news for you. The good times are coming back. Go no. And,
0: and, you know, you're right on that. You know, And it's one of the most famous, you know, speeches Bobby Bowen ever had was the one about adversity. And that hits, you know, the nail on the head. But speaking to the, the audience right now, you know, if you want to join a Facebook group, there's tons of them out there. You know, I'm not going to tell you which ones to join, but True Knowles Talk, the Facebook group, you know, we are diehard Knowles fans. You know, there's a bunch of other groups that are just as good as us, and I'm not going to deter you away from those at all. But come give True Knowles Talk a look. You know, we're on Twitter. We're on TikTok. We're on YouTube. Um, we're going to be starting a, a actual live show here in the future, but, I mean, all I can say is, you know, join the climb and become unconquered with us at True Knowles Talk. 30, 25, 20, by 20 15, 10, five, touchdown Florida State. Right to the 10, to the 5, touchdown Florida State. He's got PK Sam, open, oh he makes the catch.
1: Yeah. Touchdown, official.